What is up, everybody? What's up, gang? Welcome back. Today is November 1st. It got dark at like 2 p.m. today, which is just so rude and not what we need days before the country possibly turns into a shit show. But anyway, we're here, we're back. It's been two weeks since the last episode, and um, this week I'm not necessarily commenting on anything specific from the news in the past two weeks, but more on a general subject that I think is um, quite interesting and relevant, definitely, um, today and every day and in the future. So yeah, we're going to dive right in. I'm going to talk about... Um, a little bit of Alex Jones on the Joe Rogan podcast. If you missed it, you should watch. Great episode. I honestly, I love Alex Jones. Is that controversial to say? I think he's cool. I think he's a a good guy, good intentions. He's obviously fucking crazy in that he knows so much and it's it's a lot, okay? If you know what Alex Jones knows, I don't know how you wouldn't be crazy. But um yes, talking about Alex Jones, and then we're going to get into the subject of fact-checking. Today, I am going to call bullshit on fact-checking. Yep, I am. I'm going to fact-check the fact-checkers. How about that? You didn't see that coming, but that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be great. So let's just dive right in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Belle Solonot, and you're listening to 100% BS. All right. So everybody was freaking out, including me, that Spotify was trying to censor Rogan and that they were making him apologize for saying something that wasn't true and that they were going to ruin the show, blah, blah. Everyone was freaking out, including me. And then my boy Joe said, hold my fucking beer and boom, Alex Jones on the podcast. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's it, you know? Definitely that proves the case probably that Spotify isn't saying shit or if they're saying shit, they can't change the show and Joe Rogan's going to do whatever the fuck he wants and I'm here for it. So, you know, I like Alex Jones. He's kind of nutty, but I don't know how you wouldn't be given everything that he knows. Um, The episode was great. Definitely watch it. Watch the full three hours. Don't just read a random article about it because they're going to pull some crazy thing he said and try to dispute it, whatever. Okay. Watch the whole thing. They do a really good job of actually speak of the devil, fact checking throughout the whole episode and doing a good old Google search, which is ironic, uh, to try to see if what he's saying is true. And they pretty much prove almost all of it. Like they, they basically find evidence for almost everything he says. And yeah, so it's well done. And Joe always does a good job of slowing Alex down and being like, bro, calm down a sec. Like people don't know what the fuck you're talking about and bringing him, you know, reeling him in a bit because he gets really excited. Uh, And Tim Dillon also was there. Sorry, Tim Dillon. Forgot to (laughs) mention Tim Dillon was also there mainly as kind of like a kid in a candy store, just um, there to add to the conversation and listen to Alex and just kind of be present and interject and add commentary. Um, but it was a great episode. And I think especially, uh, it being so relevant to talking about COVID, the election, politics, you name it, anything relevant to today, they cover it, which was great. And 
it's Alex Jones. It's always going to be interesting. So listen to it, form your own opinion afterwards, do some research. I thought it was great. Um, so then speaking of fact checking and doing research, it's time to talk about fact checking. And honestly, I think it kind of sucks right now. It needs work. Fact checking needs work. So I'm sure many of you have been scrolling through Instagram when all of a sudden you see, you know, someone's story or a post is like grayed out and it has a little message that says, you know, uh, fact checkers say this is partially false or fact checkers say this is false. See the, see the post anyway or read, learn more, whatever. Or you can also find fact checking on sites like CNN that has a whole mini site within CNN dedicated just to fact checking. And there's also even websites out there dedicated to telling you which news sources, which news sites you can trust. So all related within the world of fact checking and within the world of managing misinformation. Um, so before I dive in with examples, I have a great article that I found on the subject. Before I dive into all of that, I want to clarify kind of what my main goal is through topping in talking about the subject of fact checking and why I bring it up and why I say that I'm calling bullshit on fact checking. And it basically comes down to, of course, without a doubt, there's misinformation out there. We have a problem that the internet has an overwhelming amount of information getting shared, going viral. A lot of times there are things on there that are dangerous or potentially harmful information that is just straight up not true and gets spread quickly. Like we do have a problem with information on social media, on news sites, on the internet in whatever form that is false and can be problematic. So this is definitely an issue that we are facing today and that we need to talk through solutions and figure out what we're going to do to, you know, live with the issue or come up with better solutions for combating the issue. And um, this information, misinformation, of course, comes from all sorts of things. It can be about COVID. It can be about politics. It can be about politicians and what they said during a speech. It comes from all sides of politics for countless situations. It's all over the place. It is fucking rampant. Okay. And so, we do need to figure out a way, a way to deal with it. However, where things get tricky is that fact checkers, of course, have their own political perspectives and their, old, their own viewpoints and experiences, background, worldviews, etc. that they bring in and, and, the, and their views undoubtedly affect the way they interpret situations and decide and how they decide what's true or false. So, this article I found from Scientific American. Again, I will link this article in the YouTube description of this episode. Uh, so this article from Scientific American that's called The Psychology of Fact-Checking. Fact-checkers aim to get close to the truth, but their biases can shroud the very truth they seek. This is a great article. It's it's not too long. Quick read. Um, it basically breaks down and brings a really interesting perspective to the idea of fact checking. Fact checking. So they're basically pointing out that the motivation behind wanting to fact check is, of course, laudable. It's great. I think it comes from a good motivation that we want to be able to tell what is true, what's false, what's dangerous information. How do we deal with 
all of the things that get said and get shared, etc. Okay. But in reality, fact checking is messy and it doesn't actually produce strong results in terms of uh, being able to help people decipher what's fake and what's real. And they explain that there's a common phenomenon that psychologists often study that people often see different things when looking at the same event. So for example, you could be at a protest and one person uh, sees the protest as violent and disruptive and dangerous while the other person sees it as primarily peaceful. So we can be in the same situation and two different people will perceive the situation differently depending on their background, their worldview, their experiences, their political viewpoints. So this article basically just breaks down that idea and explains how, yes, the motivation behind fact-checking is, is fine and, and is okay for the most part, but we need to realize that these are people fact-checking and they have their own biases and a lot of times we're like pretend we're pretending that fact-checking somehow is done by people who are completely objective which is like basically impossible so what i have noticed after reading news being on social media consuming content etc that a lot of times the current way that information is fact-checked and labeled as misinformation is very biased and it's not a good system overall. I don't think it's very well done and and I'll get into examples why and, and you'll see what I mean but um, the other layer here is that I think we need to take a step back and consider the impact and consequences of fact-checking and of creating and deciding uh, arbiters of truth and, and letting someone or something or organization be the authority over truth. Uh, and just this concept of letting, you know, groups of people determine what's true and safe for people to consume. And that I think at first it seems straightforward that we should be able to tell what's true pretty easily, but it's really not that simple, especially when you mix things in like mix things in like politics, corruption, big tech companies that have their own biases and their own political agendas, the complications go on, okay? So it's more complicated than it seems. And I think we need to consider the consequences of fact-checking, especially when it's not being done well. You know, I, I, don't, I don't expect it to be done perfectly, but I think when the, the system of fact-checking and people who have a job of fact-checking, when it's not done correctly and we're not thinking through the consequences of what it means to fact check what it means to fact check in a possibly biased way that it's it's dangerous and it's a dangerous road to go down that in the end can lead to unnecessary censorship which we know is a wet ass slope it's just we don't want to do that if it gets out of control so Again, I bring this up because I want to take a step back and think about what is fact checking, what are the motivations behind it, and how is it actually done, and is it truly a, a an objective way of finding out what is true and what's not true. I'll walk through a couple of examples that I've seen uh, where fact checking takes place and how it's kind of we can call into question the concept of fact checking. So, for example, CNN uh, has a whole section of their website that's called facts first facts first and they had a thread where they were fact checking the presidential debate so for the first example you have from 
I think this was the first presidential debate where um, I'll read it to you. So it says Trump. He was kidding when he suggested injecting bleach. So basically they're going to they're fact checking this this uh, this claim that Trump was kidding when he said he was injecting bleach. So it says Biden attacked Trump on comments he made over disinfectants and the coronavirus. Quote, what did the president say? He said, don't worry, it's going to go away. It'll be gone by Easter. Don't worry. Maybe inject bleach. He said he was kidding when he said that, but a lot of people thought it was serious. That's what Biden said. And then Trump replied saying that he was kidding. So then it says, facts first. This is false. There was simply no indication that Trump was being anything less than serious when he made comments in April, which he wondered if it would be possible for people to inject disinfectants to fight COVID-19. The next day, he claimed he was being sarcastic. So this is supposed to be, quote, fact-checking, and you're essentially applying your own interpretation of something he said in a, in a press conference. So the first layer of this is that we're applying this idea of fact-checking to something that is pretty much open for interpretation. Like, yes, there's pretty clear instances where people say something and you it's like, did they say it or not? But this is Trump. He says a lot of shit. And I, in my opinion, if I was going to be the fact-checker here, it was pretty clear to me when I watched that press briefing. I remember watching it. And laughing after he said that. And I was like, lol, he's obviously kidding. And he's like, you know, messing with the medical doctors or whatever, which is like obviously not a great thing to do. But like, I'm pretty sure he was kidding. So again, that's my interpretation of it. Whoever is doing this CNN fact checking, for some reason thought that there was no indication that he was kidding at all and thought it was totally serious. But so obviously there's multiple sides to to interpret there's multiple ways to interpret this situation and so the point is to have this be a section of this fact checking article and be like trump said he was kidding this is false like he totally wasn't kidding like you literally don't actually know if he was kidding or not because you're not in his head right so like that is the kind of fact checking we're seeing i'll show you a couple i'll, I'll read a couple other examples in this same thread uh, from the debate of the of the CNN fact-checking. Okay, so another one. So this is, uh, the claim is, um, Biden made a claim that Trump's coronavirus mismanagement left millions without health, ins- health insurance. Biden claimed Trump's failure to contain the coronavirus or prevent the resulting economic downturn has left millions, millions of people without jobs and health insurance. The quote from Biden is, the fact is that he's already cost the American people because of his terrible handling of the coronavirus and economic spillover. 10 million people have lost their private insurance, Biden said. So then it says, facts first. Biden's claim needs context. And then it goes into the source of the statistic, et cetera, which is a perfectly valid thing to do is to pull a statistic. But you start to notice that when they're fact-checking Biden's claims, it's very rare on here to see that they'll say this is false. They say something like this needs context or this is misleading. And that I think right there shows you that like this is not a clear cut and dry way to fact check. There's another one that says the claim is Obama administration was a disaster on swine flu. So it says this claim is misleading and needs context. Like, it's just not very clear what 
how they're deciding if it's truly false without a doubt or if it's misleading and they want to add their own evidence to it to make it true, right? So like these are just a couple examples. And also I'm on CNN. So some of you are probably sitting here thinking, Bella, why the fuck are you on CNN even thinking that you need to point this out? Everybody knows CNN is bullshit. But not everybody knows that. And CNN is somehow still regarded as a trusted news source, which I'll get into later. But essentially, I'm pointing out that you can look through this fact-checking article from the debate and clearly see that they obviously favor Biden. And if Biden makes a claim that is kind of questionable, instead of just calling it completely false, they say it needs context or it's misleading. Versus if Trump says something that's wrong, it's just completely false for sure. And they just add whatever evidence from another interview or another debate or another random quote, right? So it's, it's you're not really just saying two plus two equals four. You're just interpreting, oh, but I heard him say it this way, or but we think that he was serious with this. So it's not really a true form of fact-checking, in my opinion. So I'm fact-checking the fact-checking with my own opinion, which is probably also flawed, but you get the point, okay? The point is, CNN is regarded still, for some reason, it baffles me, but the world is full of mysteries, as a trusted news source. And the reason I'm saying it's regarded as that is because, this brings me into my next point, there is a website that is a tool for helping you find trusted news to basically help you weave through all the information on the internet and find news sources that are reliable. And on this website, CNN is regarded as a trustworthy news source. But if you really dig deeper and you think about it, you can easily argue CNN is not that trustworthy. This is clearly biased. There's so much opinion in here. It's so clear that they lean left. Like everybody knows that. So there's not clear fact-checking going on here. So given that CNN is adding their own bias in here and you can simply read just one of many examples of their fact-checking that they don't do a good job. They just don't. Like you read through this and it is totally subjective. It's like, oh, Biden said this, this needs more context. In an interview, he said this, but then in another interview, he clarified it. But then if it's for Trump, there's zero room for error. And if he said it, he said it, it's got to be true. That's, that's not reliable. That's not helpful. That's misleading. That's not how you handle misinformation. So again, I'm pointing out there's room for error here. And these people who are tasked with fact-checking are not perfectly unbiased. And they are presenting information from their own perspective. They're presenting information in a way that is from one perspective and can easily be argued the other way. So the idea that you can have one source, for example, CNN, or if you go on Instagram and you find a post and it says fact checkers say this is partly false, the fact that the fact that then you could have somebody else come in who's apparently certified to be a fact checker and argue it another way and suggest that it is true. What, what does that say about this idea of fact-checking? It's obviously flawed and it's not working. So to build off of the idea that CNN for some reason is regarded as reliable news, which maybe sometimes it is for the most part, but for politics, 
Like you find completely different narratives between CNN and Fox. This is like a thing I say all the time that they're just two different realities and it's hard to know which one is actually true. So this website is called NewsGuard and the website says it's basically a tool for helping you find trustworthy news and it says uh, trust ratings for all the news sites that account for 95% of engagement written by journalists not secret algorithms, transparent, accountable, and right in your browser. So it's basically this extension that you add to your browser and it gives you this little red or green sign that says if the site is reliable or not. And they've also created um, these, what they call these nutrition labels for websites where they do an in-depth analysis of hundreds of sites and they decide whether they're trustworthy or not. And so first of all, this is why I think it's a flawed site. So it's, tr- it's tricky because it's based on journalists deciding if the site is trustworthy or not, depending on criteria that seems largely subjective. So I'll give you an example. Um, they have these nutrition labels for a bunch of different sites. And on the right-hand side, it has the criteria for what they, uh, what they decide for how they decide if it's a trustworthy site. So for example, um, and this is all in relation to the site, okay? So, for example, the site does not repeatedly publish false content, gathers and presents information responsibly, regularly corrects or clarifies errors, handles the difference between news and opinion responsibly, avoids deceptive headlines, website discloses ownership and financing, clearly labels advertising, reveals who's in charge, including any possible conflicts of interest, The site provides names of content creators along with either contact or biographical information. Some of these, I think, are pretty straightforward, but others, I think you could definitely leave it up up to interpretation. So, for example, avoids deceptive headlines. Right now, I'm looking at the CNN uh, nutrition label. For CNN, apparently, they avoid deceptive headlines, which I think you could easily find 500 examples of a headline that is definitely clickbait and is misleading. And that's my opinion and probably other people's opinions. But this person, this journalist who decided to review CNN thinks that they don't, thinks that they do avoid deceptive headlines. That is pretty subjective. And I think in some cases, yes, if the headline is like saying literally, oh, Trump said this and then the article the the body of the article is completely different like that's that's clearly deceptive but i think what i'm trying to get at is a little bit of a deeper layer here of the fact that there are subjective aspects of deciding if something is if something is trustworthy or is is true overall um you know for example does not repeatedly publish false content again this is difficult because Who's determining if it's false or not? Someone from, uh, you know, CNN leans left, okay? So someone from the right would go onto CNN and read a report about a protest that, say, that other person went to. They could have had a completely different experience and have written a completely different article, and CNN says that it's one thing and another person says it's another, right? So this is a subjective way to decide if something is trustworthy or not. And even deeper... Let's say we go Alex Jones on this bitch. Let's say we get conspiracy, okay? I talk all the time about how there is a mainstream narrative that is not always accurate. 
So CNN, for example, could be orchestrating a lot of fear around COVID and could be blowing out of proportion how dangerous it is, or they could be underselling it. Like Fox, for example, has been accused of uh, downplaying the pandemic, right? So it's difficult to know because there are multiple ways of interpreting information. Even if you cite a study, you could say that the study suggests a different outcome than another person. So my point is, this website regards CNN and Fox as trustworthy news sites, which I guess it would be kind of extreme if they gave these websites a red X and said it wasn't. But just for example, between CNN and Fox, Fox on this website has a way worse rating, which maybe they deserve it, maybe they don't. But one clear difference is at the top of the nutrition label for CNN, it just says the website of cable news network CNN, the first U.S. television network dedicated to news, which pioneered the 24-hour news cycle. Simple description. The Fox description is the website of Fox News Channel, the most watched cable news network in the United States, publishing news and partisan conservative opinion that often promotes the Trump administration. I'm sorry, I think you left out that CNN often opposes the Trump administration. Like, why is that in the description of foxnews.com? You see what I mean? This is not really even, okay? This is not really objective in any way. And then Apparently, Fox News does not gather and present information responsibly, but CNN does. Again, I think that's open to interpretation. I think you could make an argument for both sides. So there you go. This is two websites where new, this, this website, NewsGuard, claims to be unbiased and objective, but it's just not. Like I think you can read these nutrition labels and argue to the death either way for, for other things. The other layer is that there are also tons of sites on on this uh, NewsGuard website uh, where, where they talk about websites that are run by independent parties or people with alternative perspectives, and almost all of them are labeled as not trustworthy. And I, I understand that there's oftentimes these independent alternative websites can have questionable information on them, maybe are wrong about things and suggest things that seem dangerous. But I, again, I'm... My point is that it's clear that the arbiters of truth here are not unbiased. And it's a problem because it translates from fact-checking random things to a website that's an extension on your browser that someone installs on their computer and they do a Google search and they start to only read websites like CNN and Fox and whatever these mainstream sites are to get their news. And that's going to affect your perspective. That's going to affect how you view the election. That's going to affect how you view COVID. It's going to affect how you view everything depending on what you consume. So I think this is a little bit flawed and it needs, it needs help. Okay. So what is the solution? Well, the article that I cited earlier, um, Scientific Scientific American, that was talking about the psychology of fact-checking, they have, a, I think, a solid idea. Basically, the suggestion is that we should actually stop trying to prove that fact-checkers are these unbiased, objective people who are going to, you know, flawlessly tell you what's true and what's false. 
uh, because that's quite literally impossible unless you're a robot, which is also still not true because the algorithm also has a bias, apparently, according to Social Dilemma, which is a whole other issue. But basically, they present this idea called adversarial fact-checking. And it basically means that fact-checkers should be teams of people with differing perspectives and different political viewpoints, different experiences, different backgrounds, etc., um, and that the fact-check article should include arguments from both sides. That way the reader can then read through both sides of the argument, see the evidence they present, and then decide for themselves which one is true, which one seems more accurate. And this then addresses the bias problem and addresses the fact that there is bias involved and that's okay. And also adds in this phenomenon that two people can witness the same event and interpret it in totally different ways. And then the fact-checking will include both of those perspectives. So to wrap this up, essentially, we do need fact-checking of some kind because there's a lot of information out there that is blatantly false and misleading. It goes on. But we can't just do it in a way, we can't let it continue in a way that is clearly flawed and biased where certain opinions are more often decided to be false than others. And I think what I have seen is it tends to be that the left and the democratic side tends to label information and news stories from the right as false or misleading or out of context or whatever a lot more often. And again, this is just from what I've consumed. So it's of course biased and from my own pool of what I consume but I do think it's it's not done evenly and it's done pretty unfairly. And you could even cite the whole example I talked about a couple of weeks ago of the Hunter Biden story that a story that is going to talk badly about the Democratic Party got banned from Twitter, but anything you talk about Trump, any smear that they want to do on Trump, easily it's fine. Just go for it. You know, CNN probably wrote tons of articles about the about the Trump tax returns saying how blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. They don't question the Trump tax returns, but they do question the Hunter Biden email situation, okay? So it's clear other things are going on here. The big tech companies have a say in it. Everyone has an agenda, and we need to address that. So overall, this is one of the pieces that fits into the whole misinformation versus censorship issue that we're facing, and it's really important as we live in a world that is very divisive. There's a lot going on in politics. The election's coming up in two days. But it's not going to stop there. You know, there, there is a battle going on for how we interpret information, how we consume inf information and who gets to decide what's true and what's not true. So I encourage you to read this article, um, The Psychology of Fact-Checking by Scientific American. Um, I think it's great, worth the read, really does a good job of explaining and giving examples of different scenarios where fact-checking is really just a subjective um, process. And I encourage you also to explore NewsGuard and see what they say about other sites. Maybe find a site that you personally uh, trust and have been consuming from and see what they say about it. I was kind of shocked to find a lot of sites that I actually found somewhat trustworthy or that I would go to for certain information that had a horrible nutrition label according to to these guys. Um, and yeah, I just, I think we got to be careful. I think we need to think about the consequences of this kind of thing of 
you know, this site, NewsGuard, is kind of acting as an arbiter of truth and and someone who's deciding what you should feel good about consuming. And it's important because you need to be able to consume news and think for yourself and, and not just do, do as you're told and not just follow what this one person is saying. You need to do it yourself and do the research and try to find the truth on your own. So yeah, that's it. That's all I have for you guys today. That was really long. I can't believe I just talked for that long. But anyway, uh, stay tuned for more. I have um, an episode that I'm piecing together and trying to tack on to another solo episode with a friend of mine. Um, So stay tuned for that. And yeah, as always, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends and give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Check it out on YouTube if you want links to any of the stuff I'm talking about. It's going to be in the YouTube description. If you're watching, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video and hit the subscribe button and share with your friends. Share it out. Let them them hear what we have to say over here at 100% BS. So yeah, Uh, I hope you have a great week. Everybody, hold on to your seats as this election unfolds. Good luck. Stay safe. And just remember, things will be okay. Let's stay calm. No need to get crazy. Let's just, we're going to see what happens. So anyway, that's it. I'm out of here. Hope you guys are staying safe and doing well. Happy fall. Happy holidays. Have a great life. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.